Welcome to another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I am the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. I am happy to be with you today to talk about a subject that appears to be on a number of your minds. Uh, I've had a, a series of calls over the last month or so, uh, a little more focused on multi-generational wealth. So we're gonna spend some time talking today about how having commercial real estate in your portfolio, specifically multifamily, uh, can help you achieve the goal of multi-generational wealth. Let's start with a definition of multi-generational wealth. So we're kind of all on the same page. So I hope I haven't lost uh, half of the audience that said, oh, I'm, I'm never gonna be wealthy. I'm never gonna have uh, you know, $100 million or that's well beyond my capabilities. Um, so, uh, so disregard what you've got in mind in terms of uh, what's possible. Uh, and let's talk instead about some basic math as we often do here. Uh, so whether it's a million dollars that you're looking to amass over a lifetime or $10 million or $100 million or whatever variation in between or above and beyond, uh, having commercial multifamily real estate in your portfolio is absolutely a great way to help you achieve that goal. So the level that we're talking about in terms of what you would consider wealth, that's, that's for you to choose. Like I said, million dollars, 10 million, what have you. Multi-generational, what we mean by that is this is not just what you are looking to, <clears throat> pardon me, this is not just what you're looking to achieve in uh, your lifetime, uh, which might be over the next 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, whatever that number might be for you. But what you're looking to not just leave to your heirs, but structure in a way that can actually support uh, and contribute to your family's prosperity uh, and other uh, ventures uh, going forward. So the multi-generational component is really key in a couple regards. One, uh, it's the focus we have uh, for this kind of wealth building, that we're looking at doing this beyond just what we're doing for ourselves. But it also brings a time element in, which is really powerful because part of the secret to any kind of investing success, but in particular with real estate because of its uh, stability capability over long, uh, not just over the short term, but ultimately over long periods of time, uh, is the fact that being long in real estate, and this really is about being long, gives you the ability to have a wonderful compounding effect. And the longer you're in any investment, in particular, again, commercial multifamily real estate, the less any amount of movement has an impact. So a good stable investment, commercial multifamily real estate, invested over a long period of time, 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, uh, really becomes a, a very solid performance platform uh, as compared with investing in two and three year chunks in uh, more volatile asset classes. So now that we've got a general definition, right? So we're looking at very long-term, 20, 30, 40, 50 year investing uh, beyond ourselves uh, and we're targeted some number. I'm just gonna use a million dollars because we can, you can scale that up. So if in your mind you're thinking, I'd like to have an estate of $10 million to pass on to my family, 
and structure and then work with my team to structure that in such a way that they benefit from that long term um, then that then just multiply all this times 10. If you're looking to do something you know on a larger scale then obviously you can scale this up uh, even larger. A million dollars is a good place to start okay so let's take the um, the first scenario I want to walk through uh, and that's and that's this uh, you've got a hundred thousand dollars and you're going to go and invest that in multifamily real estate. Now you might be investing with a firm like Mara Poling, right? So you'd give me a call, shoot me an email. By the way, if you have any questions, you can always shoot me an email, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. So you can shoot me an email, happy to answer any questions you have. So let's say you say, great, I wanna do this multi-generational wealth stuff and I'm gonna work with Mara Poling. Uh, and you could do this obviously on your own or with, with others. The performance might be different, but the concept that I'm describing would be applicable again if you were if you were doing this investing on your own, um, notwithstanding all the other challenges that there are in terms of managing small portfolios, which we've addressed in other uh, in other sessions. So you put $100,000 into an investment. Over the course of five years, our investments would generate about $40,000 in cash return. So about 8% a year. In addition to that, the, that original 100,000 would grow by about 50%. That's 10% average per year. So 18% total. That's generally, for example, what our uh, products are targeted at, our total return fund. Uh, those are the targets that we have for it. So after one five-year cycle, your original $100,000 is now 150, and you've also been able to uh, benefit from $40,000 in cash flow over that five years. So over the second five years, that 150,000, right? Again, invested in the way that I just uh, described it, would grow to be 225,000, and then 300 and 30 some odd thousand, and then a little over 500,000, and then three quarters of a million, and finally about a million one, something in that range. And that's six cycles. That's six five year cycles. Now, throughout that time frame, you've also been receiving cash flow 40,000 over the first five years, 60,000 over the next five, 90, 135, 200, 300. At that very end, you're seeing something in the neighborhood of uh, $80,000, $90,000, $100,000 a year on average in terms of cash flow. All of that from an original $100,000 investment. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Okay, so here's, here's the key pieces that you need to have in place to make that work. One, you have to be focused on keeping the goose healthy so you still get the eggs. Uh, the equity investment you have, the 100,000 that then grows to 150 and two and a quarter and so on, that not only needs to not be touched, right? So, so don't access it, don't go pull any liquidity out. If you're investing on your own, in your own small portfolio, you don't go take out a, a, an additional loan or a larger loan to take a bunch of cash out to go buy a new car or take a vacation. You can do all that, that won't get you where you wanna go in terms of building this multi-generational wealth platform. So you need to keep the goose healthy. 
first by not taking anything out beyond the cache, which is the eggs essentially that the goose is laying for you. And two, you need to be investing in good quality properties, right? Because if you put, if you get to the point where you've got 500,000, you've done a great job one time, two times, three times, four times, and you get to a point where there's 500,000 you're now gonna be deploying and it gets put into a poor quality asset or a per poor quality investment, instead of doubling to 750,000, it might shrink to be only 400,000, which isn't the end of the world because remember you've got time on your side, right? But it now goes from maybe six five-year cycles to eight five-year cycles to get to that million dollar number starting with 100,000. Um, what if performance was less than that, right? What if instead of 8% cash, and a 10% equity growth. What if it was only five or 6% cash and equity growth was 7%? Okay, it takes longer, right? Uh, in order to get to the kinds of numbers I've just uh, described, if you were doing it in at 7%, you would need something in the neighborhood of about seven years per cycle, not five years. So you'd be at about 40 years, a little over 40 years instead of 30 years. Okay, remember, you've got time on your side when you're building multi-generational wealth. So one of the ways you can do this, obviously, is you start off, you put some cash in, you let it grow, you still get cash flow off of it, which is great for you as an individual. You can use that throughout your life and through retirement, but you're leaving this equity grow, and that becomes the multi-generational wealth platform for your children and your grandchildren and so on. What if you wanted to grow even faster and you didn't necessarily need to take the cash flow? You, you didn't need the eggs from the goose. You just wanted the goose to get stronger and stronger uh, and stronger as we go forward. All right, so if you did that kind of a scenario, you put that $100,000 in. Now at the end of five years, it's not $150,000. You've got about $190,000, again, because you didn't take that cash out. And if you're invested, for example, with a firm like us, our, our total return fund product has an ability to actually reinvest that cash that comes off. So you do get that compounding effect. If you're doing this on your own, you're going to need to have a place to put that $40,000 as it gets generated uh, so that it can be actually invested in doing something for you. Uh, the scale that we can operate at allows you to do that. This would be one of those areas where doing this investing on your own may be a little more challenging. So, uh, so that gets you to 190, which then becomes 360 and so on, eventually getting to about a million three. So a little larger number than the first example I gave. But again, you're still starting with just that original 100,000. The only difference is you don't take the cash, right? You leave the cash in and let it continue to grow. The big difference is this, is in the first scenario where you're taking cash, it takes about six cycles, right? roughly five-year cycles, 30 years to get to that million-dollar, million-dollar-plus number. If you leave the cash in, if you don't take the cash out, it only takes about four cycles, about 20 years. So think of that. I don't know what age each of you are, right? Some of you might be uh, 60. Some of you might be 50. Some of you might be 27 and you're listening. Uh, whatever age you are, 20 years from now, would you like to have a real estate investment portfolio worth over a million dollars? You can do that with 100,000 that goes in today 
and then the discipline to not only leave that 100,000 in play as it grows and doubles and doubles, but to also uh, take that cash as it's generated and allow it to be reinvested. Again, either with someone like us that has a reinvestment vehicle, or if you're doing it on your own, uh, then you've got to find your own vehicle to reinvest it in but doing that. So this all sounds great. Um, and there's one more scenario I'll walk through in a minute. Some of you may be sitting here going, wait a minute, I, I can do this same thing with equities or any number of other investments. And that's absolutely true, right? You could invest in, uh, if you were invested in a uh, stock that uh, doubled in value uh, at the rate that we're describing, uh, right? So if it had 10% equity growth every year, uh, you could do that, right? And you could just let it chug along. The problem with equities or real estate really is um, you're not going to find any one investment that's just going to grow like this over that stretch of time, right? Any one thing. I mean, when we achieve these kind of numbers, we don't do it by buying one property and then just watching that property perform. We buy a property using our um, appropriate methodology, our total return fund methodology, and manage that property, we hope very well. And then we exit that property about five years later, and we take those proceeds and move into a new property via a vehicle called a 1031, uh, a sale exchange, which is available in the real estate investment space, but not for equities, not for bonds, commodities, and the like. So that's one of the things that's really valuable about real estate and why we would encourage you, if you're looking to build a multi-generational wealth portfolio, that you strongly look at having commercial real estate. Again, we advocate for commercial multifamily real estate. And uh, and then you need to determine just how heavy weight you want to be in that real estate space. The heavier weight you are, the uh, more it's going to perform as I'm describing. Uh, I personally never encourage uh, anyone to look at being 100% in anything. I'm a real estate guy. I've got money invested in lots of things, not just uh, commercial real estate. And, uh, and a healthy diversified portfolio probably looks something like that with a lot of different pieces. So taxes are an important issue. So if you invested in an asset with $100,000 and then that asset, pardon me, was uh, came to fruition five years later and you had gotten that 40,000 in cash and, and your investment had grown to 150,000, but that investment then was sold, right? That syndication stopped or, um, or or this is an investment you've made on your own and you sell it and you get that 150,000, well, there's gain in there. There's also gonna be some depreciation recapture and some other things, and you're gonna have to pay tax on that. So by the time you pay tax, you don't have 150,000 anymore. You've only got 140,000 or 130,000 or 120,000. You, you know, you've got some smaller number uh, depending upon where you live and what tax rates you're subject to and all sorts of other things. So if that's the scenario, it's going to take a lot longer to get to the level of performance I described because you're not seeing that kind of equity growth, right? At the equity growth after tax is a lot smaller than this 10% per year that I'm forecasting and sharing with you, which is where the 1031 uh, comes into play and why real estate is an important part of your multi-generational portfolio. By using 1031s, you've got the ability to defer tax. Now, 1031 is not a way to avoid tax, with one exception. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, 
but it is a way you can defer tax. And so what that means is, we're gonna take this first example, put $100,000 in, and at the end of five years, that 100,000 is worth 150. And you've received $40,000 in cash along the way with some K1s that say you lost money. So you, uh, so you didn't pay tax on the whole 40, you paid tax maybe on some of it, something like that. So you've got this $150,000 gain if you pay tax on it, like I said, you might only have 140 or 130. Well, how do I avoid the tax? So you can defer that tax if at that point in time, that investment is sold and via a sale exchange, rolled into a larger asset that qualifies for a 1031. That's a component of how our total return fund works and our ability to provide what we describe as uh, second generation returns. So in other words, when you get into that second group of sites, you've bought a bunch of sites originally, you sell them, you do a sale exchange and you go into a new group of sites, we consider those, we call those second generation assets. So uh, if you do that, then that 100 becomes 150 and there's no tax implication at that time. That 150 becomes two and a quarter and so on and so on. Remember I said after six cycles, six five-year cycles, it would be over a million dollars. Well, it's a million dollars against a hundred thousand dollars. That's your original basis. And your original basis has actually gone up and down a little bit depending upon any tax exposure you've had along the way and depreciation you've been experiencing, uh, which has been sheltering the uh, the cash flow. So you're looking at potentially a really hefty tax bill 30 years from now. And this is another place where the multi-generational component comes in. If you're doing all this purely for yourself and you're, you're envisioning a day where you're going to cash out and take all that money you've made and go do something with it for yourself, then yes, there's gonna be some tax issues. Now, you're, you're gonna have made a lot of money. <laughs> And you're going to be paying tax with dollars that are 30-year-old dollars, right? So they're not going to be worth what they are today. In 30 years, you know, you're talking about dollars that are, you know, potentially worth, uh, you know, something in the neighborhood of half what they are today or thereabouts. So, um, so you're paying them back with cheap dollars and you're doing it many years from now. So you've been able to use that money to help grow the value of your portfolio. So those are all good things. So even if you do cash out and pay the tax, good for you. If you're looking though to build multi-generational wealth where it is intended for your children and your grandchildren, then this is where you actually can avoid those taxes. And this is why you need to have a team of advisors. Uh, we've talked about this before. We've had some uh, guests on the, uh, on the podcast here to uh, chat about it. Uh, you wanna have in particular a good CPA, good tax professional, and a good attorney. In particular, a good estate attorney. If you don't have either of those things, go get them. Uh, whatever age you are, whatever your financial situation might be, get some advisors that can help you as you look to build your plan uh, towards the future. It's important that your investments be structured correctly so that you can take advantages, uh, advantage of these uh, items that I'm describing, this step up in basis. So what would happen in that situation to an individual who has structured their investment correctly, and has crossed their T's and dotted all their I's and done everything they're supposed to do. Uh, in general, it would look like this, 100,000 goes in 30 years down the road, maybe it's 27 years, maybe it's 34 years, but a good chunk of time down the road, that individual passes on. And those 
investments now are inherited by the next generation. And when they do, instead of paying or having tax exposure from a million dollars on a hundred thousand dollars of original basis, the basis steps up to what the current valuation is. And when it steps up, it wipes out all of that deferred tax that you're potentially exposed to. Now, again, general statements here, your particular situation, you got to have a tax advisor. You got to have somebody that can sit and go through this with you. So if there's any unique ins and outs to where you're at, you can understand that and the state you're in and all those other things. Um, but in general, that's what that looks like. So if you're able to do that, again, that's a really powerful tool in multi-generational wealth building is that you're able to take all of that gain that you're getting and let it simply pass on to the next generation. And if you were interested in, well, I'd like the next generation to have that same experience. I'd like that million dollars I hand over when I pass on 30 years from now. I'd like those uh, beneficiaries of mine to leave it alone so that that million can become $10 million over that next 30 years. And then that 10 million can become $100 million over that next 30 years. Um, so in order to do that, you've got to have your estate plan structured up in a specific way to be able to do that. And I'm not a CPA, I'm not your CPA, I'm not a tax attorney, pardon me, a, a state attorney, and I'm not your estate attorney. So go get folks that are, and you can have that conversation with them. So I mentioned there's a, a third strategy, right? So one strategy was put 100,000 in, you can get cash flow that comes, and then when you pass on that million dollars or more that you've created can generate cash flow for your heirs while it continues to grow. Another strategy is you don't take the cash ever, right? And it doubles even faster, um, maybe in only 20 years. So if you've got, you know, 30 years or 40 years, potentially that you're looking at doing this over that hundred thousand dollars because could become a couple million dollars over that period of time. So another strategy, and this is one I was actually chatting with one of our uh, clients about the other day. Uh, they're interested in building a platform that looks something like this, and I think it's a great idea. And that was to seed the investment with an initial investment. We're gonna call it $100,000. And then annually feed some cash in, not just the cash that's thrown off from the asset, right? So $40,000 in cash generated over the first five years all that gets reinvested, but then throw some extra cash in. So you put 100,000 in, and then every year maybe you add $25,000 to it. And you do that the second year, and you do that the third year, and you do that the fourth year. Now, if you do that, not only does that shrink the time for you to get from 100,000 to a million dollars, right? So we were at five, pardon me, at six cycles, so around 30 years. Then we went down to four cycles, about 20 years. You know, you'd be looking at something depending upon how much you added and the frequency and so on, you know, you could get there in 15 years or, you know, potentially even less. Uh, again, depending upon the size of the additional investment that you made. Um, and as you're doing that, you're uh, essentially building a ladder because when we talked about, okay, here's how 100,000 performs over time. Well, if over the next five years, you put another 100,000 in, it's, it's on that same growth curve, it's just a few years behind it, and then the same and the same and the same. So there's a wonderful way to be able to do that. This is one of those places though, and, and you've heard me talk about this um, a number of times, where 
Investing with a firm like Mara Polling is going to be different than doing this work on your own. If you're doing this work on your own, you've got a couple of properties you've purchased or you're looking at a duplex down the street or whatever it might happen to be, it can be difficult to, one, have meaningful places to reinvest the cash that the property generates. And just taking that money and sticking it in the bank isn't doing what we're describing here. So if you want to have that reinvestment boost, right, so that instead of it taking 30 years, it only takes 20 years, you need to have a, a more active place you can put that cash. And at small scale, it's difficult to do that. Likewise, it's difficult to add $20,000, $30,000 a year to an investment you've made, right? So you go down the street, you buy a duplex. Well, you've got 20 grand the next year you'd like to invest. Where do you put it, right? There's, there's, may, there may be something that needs to be done for $20,000 to that property. I would certainly hope that you're not having to do $20,000 of work every year to, um, to a smaller asset like that. So an investment with a firm like Mara Polling, and I always say like Mara Polling because these aren't commercials. Um, you know, Obviously we're trying to educate you and we're happy to talk to you about what we do. There's lots of good firms out there that do the kind of work we do. Uh, we think obviously there's some benefits to working with us and I'd love to talk to you about those, but that's the reason I say like Mara Polling. So invest with us, invest with someone else. Um, ask them questions about things like the ability to add to your investment every year. Uh, we have an ability to do that in our investment products. Uh, in the total return fund and uh, other investments that we have. Uh, not everyone does. Um, ask about the ability to reinvest the cash that's uh, generated on a uh, quarterly or annual basis. We have the ability to do that. Others may or may not be structured that way. Um, so ask those questions. Um, but were you to do that with us, as I said, uh, put 100000 in, don't take the cash distributions. Let those be reinvested. And then every year, put another $25,000 in. Just keep adding to that account over a brief period of time, over the time frame we're talking about, right? This is more geologic time frame, if you will, than what we're used to thinking. Generally in investments, right? A lot of people get focused on five years and less, and then they look at quarterly performance. And it's great. You want to see quarterly performance. You want to know how things are going. If you're building multi-generational wealth, this part of your portfolio, you're not thinking five years, you're thinking 50 years, you're thinking over long periods of time. So over those kind of time frames, putting 100,000 in, adding 20 or $30,000 a year, you could get from 100,000 to that million dollar number in less than 20 years. You know, might be 15 years again, depending upon how much you'd add, which means you could then do it again over that next 15 years and that's how you really can take 100, 200, 300, 400,000, whatever you'd invest over time, and you can turn it into a million dollars or 3 million or 6 million or 10 million and, and create some multi-generational wealth for uh, your family uh, or for whatever else it is you might be interested in doing, right? If, if, uh, if you'd like to leave your family with some means to help them uh, through life, college education, buying a new home, those kinds of things. And you also want to do some philanthropy, um, then that could be part of your program as well. And again, that's something you can chat about with your with your existing or your soon-to-be-hired estate attorney that, uh, again, we'd encourage you to go get. So we really like the idea of building multi-generational wealth using commercial multifamily real estate. 
It's a secure, stable platform uh, to be in. You still want to follow all the other uh, tenants that we talk about, uh, focusing on the lower risk uh, communities that have uh, high growth, high income growth, job growth, population growth, uh, reasonable regulation, so on and so on. Uh, you want to be in that class B space. You want to invest in uh, light value add. You don't want to be doing heavy rehabs or taking a lot of risks from those standpoints. Those are the things that we do. We think that reduces risk. It increases the security and stability that's already there in multifamily. And when you combine that with the long timeframes that you're looking at to do this multi-generational work, then you've got the opportunity to, like I said, put 100000 in on the front end and have a million dollars that you can leave to your uh, family or any multiple thereof as you're, uh, as you're looking at it. So I hope you found today's session valuable. Uh, swing by the website. We are in the midst of a rebuild uh, there. So we've got a lot of great content there. There's a lot more that's getting ready to come out. I'm hopeful that we'll have that done soon. Um, we're, we're feverishly working on getting that done. But swing by the website today. Take a look at, uh, at what we have there. Please send me an email. Um, you're welcome to set up time to uh, chat with me. I always enjoy uh, spending some some time with our uh, with our audience members and uh, hearing what you all are interested in. That's where today's topic came from. Was as I said, a series of calls this last month from folks interested more in the multi generational side. So, thanks for joining me uh, today, and I look forward to seeing you again soon on the next episode of. Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling.